Hello and welcome to episode number 42 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers, and today's episode is entitled, Lessons with Lauren. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The link to do so is available in the episode description. The Heart of Teaching proudly supports Mom Stop the Harm. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to The Heart of Teaching. I'm Dave Ruzicki with my friend and producer, technical advisor, and grade 12 student, Nathan Rivers, and thanks for joining us today. In this episode, I get to have an awesome conversation with my good friend's daughter, Lauren Babineau. Now, Lauren's one of the top female triathletes on the world stage. She talks about her sport and life lessons related to overcoming challenges and ultimately what it takes to be happy, self-confident, and successful as an aspiring athlete, and more importantly, as a person. There's some outstanding takeaways and advice for all of us, in her words, especially young women. This is a great talk. So as Nathan says, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Lauren, you know what? I appreciate you taking the time, you know, in your busy schedule to have a conversation with me. So I know you, uh, we talked off mic, you were in the pool uh, this morning. So what are you up to right now? talking to you I'm making breakfast at the same time because um, you always always are on the go so I actually just got home and just want to refuel the system so uh, actually what we got is some steak uh, leftovers and I whipped up some scrambled eggs and I got uh, some English muffin for, for breakfast and and then I get to have your fine company on on the phone here <laughs> that's awesome I guess uh, yeah it's breakfast with champions first thing you got steak and eggs that so you couldn't go wrong with that I know. So, okay, so you were in the pool this morning. What time, give me an idea of what time you you, uh, started swimming and the distance and that kind of stuff. So what did you do this morning with regard to the pool? Uh, Let's see. The pool, um, I'm there at 7.30. We get to go into the pool. Um, The restrictions are loosening quite a bit, but uh, we still have 90 minutes in the pool. So we have 7.30 till 9. And... I still have my own lane with uh, my coach as well, and so it's nice that we have that focused attention, so basically hopping in and getting warmed up, and you don't really know, I never know what the swim is going to be, she kind of does it step by step on her whiteboard, and I think that's probably a tactic of hers, Uh, so you don't really know what the main set is, and you can't really prepare uh, for whatever it is on the day. Uh, Today was a bit more sets of uh, hundreds and kind of fine-tuning uh, race pace. So then, so you come out of the pool, you're doing the podcast with me, doing a little bit of rest, and so do you have something planned for this afternoon? What type of training regime? regime? Yeah, uh, today today is a swim and a run. So I actually have a run later today, and a little bit more of a tempo run. It's an hour and ten minutes, and again, she's kind of working on bit of interval pushing the pace in there and then starting to find my half Ironman pace so it should be a really challenging run so you work out obviously every day right is that correct <laughs> uh, I work out most days and some days there's one workout some days there's five workouts in a day oh, um, and then 
there's also, I think it's a stigma that it's everyday go, go, go. Because um, actually I get, I've had two completely off days in a row now, which is great. So what I love about uh, the coach that I'm working with, uh, Suzanne Flanagan, is she does a really good job of balancing a realistic program that gives me actual off days or rest days and then also combining it with the work that I need to do to get to where I want to be in the sport. Okay. Explain what the triathlon is. There's some people that are listening right now. They're aware of it. They've heard of it. But can you explain like the distances and uh, yeah, the d- different disciplines as well? That's a good question, Dave. Uh, triathlon is consists of swimming and biking and running in that particular order. So you do them back to back to back. Um, there's there's four distances in triathlon. Uh, you start at your sprint distance and then you move to your Olympic distance, which is actually the, the Olympic distance that's competed there. Uh, then you shift over into the half Ironman and then the full Ironman. So, what- so when you're starting... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, so I was going to ask you what the distances actually were. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> no problem at all. Uh, so when you're starting at your sprint distance, then you start at a 750-meter swim, a 5-kilometer, no, a 20-kilometer ride, and then a 5-kilometer run. And then what gets pretty easy from there is you just start to double the distances as you move higher. So your Olympic distance is a 1,500-meter swim, your 40-kilometer bike ride, and then a 10-kilometer run. And the distance that I'm, I'm wanting to focus and specialize in is the half Ironman distance, which is a 1,900-meter swim, a 90-kilometer ride, and then a 21.1 uh, half marathon run. And then when you double that, you get to your full Ironman, which is a 3,800-meter swim, 180 kilometers on the bike, and then your 42.2 full marathon at the end of all that. Oh, man. Now, have you done, have you done, you've done a full uh, Ironman before? I actually haven't done my, a full Ironman yet, um, but... It is actually on my radar this year, uh, coming up at Ironman Canada uh, in September, uh, hosted locally here in uh, Penticton. Wow, that I, just, I can't even imagine. Like, oh, like those numbers are staggering. Like, so how are you ranked in the world? We talked again off mic. Talk about uh, your ranking and, and uh, where you uh, where you'd like to be and, and all of those good things. Yeah, you bet. There's different ways that you're ranked um, just because there's different ways of, um, I guess, entities that look at you. So I guess there's the PTO, which is the professional triathlon organization who who has a ranking. But then there also, at the end of the day, is rankings per race. Um, It's been tricky lately just because of COVID and races starting to come back. So... um, for example, my last race that I did was at the end of 2019, and that was in the pro women's field, uh, and I placed eight steps that day, so um, that was a really good result, and I was happy with that, um, but yeah. as we kind of progressed through, COVID's been a unique experience where I've been able to put a lot of training in and also be injury-free, and so I 
I guess really where <laughs> your other question is, where do I plan to be is, um, I think once I get back to racing, I need a bust, a little bit of rest, uh, but I plan on being, uh, hopefully top 10, top five. And then I want to get onto that podium and then I want to break the tape. I, I plan to be number one, probably within the next 12 months. Wow. And the training, I mean, everything that you're doing is setting yourself up for that, uh, for that goal, for that, uh, amount of success. Um, got to ask you when, you when you're doing that, I mean, from someone that's watching athletes and what's, what's your mental, uh, what's your mental state? Like when you, when you're competing, what's the drive to keep you going? Like when you're swimming, you're running, I mean, you've got a, your mind has got to be wandering at some point because of the amount of time put in. So what, what do you think about like, what's your, your drive to keep going? Mm, that's a really good question too. I think there always is, I think triathlon at the end of the day seems to attract um, your kind of type A driven, organized, uh, internally motivated athletes. Um, and I definitely fit into that category. So there's, there's a lot of days that I am just motivated internally by literally being better than I was yesterday. And I think it, I've learned that looking too far ahead is, uh, not as helpful as just breaking down the smaller steps and kind of looking at day by day or workout by workout because uh, sometimes it does get really tough. Um, I think the mental side of high performance sports and uh, in triathlon is a huge, a huge component of it. And when you have a positive mindset, it certainly will serve you better throughout the race. I find even in workouts, if I have a positive mindset and I'm thinking, I, I can do this interval, I got this, just keep pushing, I'm trying to hit this certain power, and then and then I do it, um, as opposed to putting myself into a negative mindset even prior to a workout or a race, if I'm thinking, oh, this is, this is scary, like this, this interval is is long, uh, the, the watts that my coach is asking me to do are high, uh, I don't know if I have it in my legs, I'm tired, um, and the list goes on. I think I think it's sometimes human nature to uh, hold back or to have that negative thought, but yeah. if you can flip that around, and I'm, I'm working on this myself all the time too, but... When I can flip that around, it's amazing when your mind and your body align what you can do. That's great advice. I mean, that's, that applies to sport, but it, it kind of applies to everything, doesn't it, when you think about it? I mean, what you put your mind to and you're in a positive frame, it, it's going to allow you to be s- successful. You may not always accomplish all of your goals, but you're, 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 putting yourself, you're selling, setting yourself up for success right wow no most definitely i think i mean that's a good point like at the end of the day when you keep yourself in a positive mindset you i do really believe in the power of attraction and i think when you are keeping yourself positive you're thinking happy uh what you're going to attract and the opportunities that you're going to bring into your life are also going to be positive happy prosperous for you too and so that goes far beyond sport. I mean, that I, I bring that into my daily life and my practices. 
bringing in good relationships, good friends, good people, successful in my career, in my work, in my other hobbies that I have. Um, I think it's a really big, important thing that, uh, that really plays into every day of everyone's life. Yeah, I agree. So how did you get into triathlons now? Because it's not a sport for everyone. So what was, your, what was kind of your journey? It's funny because um, your dad and I are friends, and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're neighbors down the street. And I, uh, I, I taught your dad one day because I saw you running down the street, and I, having coached track and field and athletes and stuff, 
I, I noticed you running and I thought she runs really well. Like you, you do, you've got a, you've got a, a really good pace, like, you know, your form and everything. So I stopped and I said to dad, I go, Hey, I said, your daughter, is she an athlete? Did she do stuff? He goes, yeah, she's doing. So then I started following you. Right. So that's when, I mean, thus we've, we've got this podcast, you know, several years later, but it, it was interesting. You know, I used to see you running and it's funny how everything comes full circle in a sense, but hey, <laughs> What about no, I love that. So what about your success? Tell me some of the things that you're most proud of at, at this point in your career. I mean, we're gonna have to skip the COVID thing, but what are some of the accomplishments <laughs> and stuff that you're you're proud of that you've been able to do? Yeah, I, that's great. I uh, probably what I'm most proud of is just um, I've had a consistent and successful progression in in the sport of triathlon and I was an athlete that started small and I grew to big um so starting at the smaller races and then growing to bigger races and I there's a lot of people that will jump right into wanting to do the Ironman right away but I think the longevity and in the sport that I'm having right now and the less injuries that I'm having and the success I'm having is just because my approach really has been kind of taking baby steps to big steps um so for example I started focusing on the sprint distance only, and it's uh, it's funny. I think that maybe is an underrated beginning, but it really it really isn't. It's a hard, fast um, race, and so my I one of my first things that I'm really proud of is the my first world championship that I qualified for uh, was in London, and that was actually. Um, that was the farthest that I've traveled was London and I was so excited to have made the Canadian team and I'm representing Canada with uh, the uniform and it was a really exciting experience and even on that day again in London uh, I had a good success I was on the podium that day and so I think again that that started to hook me moving forward so from there, I, I had really good success in the local in the local field, so in Canada and mostly in BC. But uh, that actually helped me qualify for bigger races that were worldwide. And so I moved kind of from the sprint distance to the Olympic distance, so I'm getting farther, and then also getting more confident in my racing abilities. And and it was ama- It's just amazing that some of these world championships that it's able to take you to places all over the world. So you're going to places like um, London. I remember going to Ponte Verde in Spain, uh, Chicago, Edmonton, uh, the Gold Coast, Australia, wow. uh, Italy. Like it's a, it's a really cool sport that allows you to also. It fulfills my passion of traveling too. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, then once I kind of moved out, out of the Olympic distance, I, uh, I actually, another thing that I'm quite proud of is helping with, um, I helped a paratriathlete, uh, qualify for the Tokyo Olympics this year, which is actually just, just underway. Um, so I worked with her kind of in about 2018 and helped her get the races and results that she needed to, to get to the, uh, to the Olympics this year. So that's, uh, Jessica Tuomala. And uh, so that was a really amazing experience to work with a completely blind athlete um, where we are, we're swimming together, we're tethered, we're on a tandem bike together, I'm in the front, 
and then we're running together again we're tethered together um and I'm helping guide her in her race so for me like that I could go into a whole detail about that but it gave me a whole new appreciation for watching her approach triathlon being completely blind and fearless and so that was an amazing experience to help her get onto her first world podium and break the banner and break the tape and uh yeah so then after that she's uh she's continuing on her journey and then I'm also continuing on my journey where I shifted to uh qualify as a professional uh underneath the Iron Man umbrella and so I'm focusing now on the half Ironman and uh eventually the Ironman distance as well and so yeah so this is kind of like my I guess right now I'm building into where where I want to be in the world of triathlon and starting to get build through the rankings and uh, start to get Babineau to be seen as a threat on the start line. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, the the whole journey is amazing. And the opportunity to help somebody else be successful along the way is what's, what's kind of special as well. And I, mm-hmm. I would assume that having worked with someone that has some challenges, um, you know, it kind of allows all of us. I mean, I was an athlete, you know, years ago, but allows us to appreciate that we have our health and, and that we are able-bodied and how fortunate we are. But some of these athletes that, that have the challenges don't look at that as a disability. They just look at it as a challenge and they, they kind of pursue it. But, wow, mm-hmm. good for you. Challenges for you along the way. What were some of the challenges or, or what are some of the challenges as a triathlete along, uh, along your journey? Hmm. I think everyone has different challenges um I've certainly been over a few mountains in my life thus far and I am actually at a point where I'm ready to show others that they can be conquered because I I did it and I've gained a certain strength from overcoming things I thought I couldn't and actually from winning battles that nobody knew anything about um triathlon actually on it unintentionally became part of my recovery from a severe eating disorder and it's triathlon was it was not because it's easy uh far from it because I don't think that we can grow when things are easy I think we grow when we face challenges and I know I'm a fighter so um that was probably one of the toughest transitions for me in my life and and sport played a role in that but in in general I think the sport of triathlon also is quite challenging um some people are more susceptible to getting injuries as well just because of the um maybe the newness of either swimming or biking or running to them I think especially uh I mean biking can be quite dangerous uh, running can is really tough with gravity and the effects of that on the body. Um, so I think I I'm at a unique place right now where I'm I'm not a new athlete to sport. I'm uh, 31 years old, but uh, my experience and I believe the pathway has allowed me to overcome these challenges and injuries of being a young athlete. And so right now I feel like I am more resilient and knowledgeable and prepared than ever before. Oh, 
did you have through your journey did you have some role models or people that were mentors for you possibly in the sport or, or outside of the sport uh definitely um it's funny one of my first role models in the world of triathlon was Miranda Carfrey and uh she she certainly still is a huge mentor for me too um I just I remember seeing I I think I might still have magazine um clip that she's running in and I ripped it out of the magazine and I mean that would be back in like 2010 and she's running and I'm sure there's a sponsor on there somewhere and that little quote but um her just her 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 uh I guess her stance her training what she stands for is something that has always caught my eye just being a very healthy strong ambitious uh woman and I guess now she's a, a mother now of two so it's been amazing to see her journey and success through sport and now through motherhood and continuing with sport. So she has certainly been uh, a big role model for me in the sport. Um, I guess there's other sports too that I think are are extremely uh, are extremely inspiring and role and role models. Like uh, soccer wise, I always looked up to Mia Hamm. I mean, she's one of the greatest soccer players in history and. And it's funny, I remember there was a Gatorade commercial that there was like a Michael Jordan versus Mia, and uh, where she was kind of the face of female athletes, um, in the same way that Michael was the face for male athletes. Right. And it's like an iconic Gatorade commercial where they sing that the song is like, anything you can do, I can do better. I remember <laughs> and, that. Uh, I remember yeah. that commercial. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it was a, like, you should go back and watch it. I think, I mean, you can probably find it on YouTube now. It's, I mean, she just broke barriers for females in, like, uncharted territories athletically and, and just as a female role model. And I think, I mean, some of her quotes, too, she had, uh, gosh, I remember that one quote. Uh, uh, my coach said I ran like a girl. I said, if he could run a little faster, he could, too. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I mean, I love, I love stuff like that, and so I think it's it's important to have female role models like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about uh, finances here, monetization, because I'm I'm not I'll be on I'm I'm not sure if if you're sponsored. Um, by the Canadian government, like, do you get a, a stipend for that? Or so, let's talk about that. And uh, what are some of the things that you're involved in? What now? I know you've got a, a, a uh, is it a part time job or a full time job? It would have to be part time, right? Uh, it, yeah, you would think so. Um, I actually I am full time uh, in my job right now. <laughs> what? What is it? What is it that you do? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm in sales and marketing and. I handle uh, outdoor advertising for B two B, and so um, things like billboards, transit shelters, uh, digital, uh, airport, oh uh, ferries, transportation. Oh. So I handle the sales for uh, the clients that want to advertise on there. So uh, yeah, that keeps me pretty busy as well. <laughs> so, and you're also involved now in order to you know 
promote your sport and do that, what are some other things that you're you're involved in? And we had talked again about Michael Phelps and all that. So maybe you can explain about that. Yeah. Oh, I guess just thinking, uh, looking at the sponsors that I'm working with right now, um, it is a combination of Aquasphere and Michael Phelps. They help me out with my swimming side of triathlon. Um, I have the support of uh, my local bike shop, uh, Trek Bikes in Port Coquitlam. They've helped me out with my with my bike and uh, everything in that. Um, and then locally in Victoria, uh, 218 Run has been fantastic for everything run-wise and shoe and nutrition-wise. Um, and then also just lifestyle. Uh, Lululemon has been, <laughs> I basically live in all of their clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there's other aspects like supplements. Um, so Popeye supplements here in Victoria um, has been helpful to me too. So it, yeah, it create it's definitely there's a bigger team behind behind me than just than just me. <laughs> so are you, are you uh, continue to look for sponsorship? Possibly is that uh, some of your goals? Obviously to to try and get you know some funding. Yeah, definitely. I think. Uh, right now, as racing is coming back, businesses are opening up, and we're almost all entering the world in a different way right now. So um, I'm kind of growing my uh, who I want to work with and the sponsorships that I want to create at the moment. And I think it's a great time to, right now, I'm, I'm putting out, uh, I guess, actually just reaching out to certain companies and just putting myself there um, so I can start to develop those kind of relationships and uh, they can be part of my journey and I can help be part of the success in, in their company as well. So do you, do you do motivational talks? I do. Yeah. I think there's, um, there's a, been many sponsors that I work with that, um, yeah, the topics, it's a very easy, um, influence of sport and business i think the worlds uh collide <laughs> nicely yeah. um it's probably been the reason why i've been successful in the world of of outdoor advertising and sales and marketing as well so uh speaking is something that i've been doing and and that could be i spoken to middle schools and then also the companies uh themselves because they're i think a lot of times you want to motivate uh your your employees internally uh, so that you guys can have more uh, effect on the local community. And so, yeah, that has certainly played a, played a role as well. That's awesome. So for the people that are listening, there you have it. If you're involved in a company or an organization and you're looking to promote your brand, I can't think of a better person than you to, to represent that brand, Lauren, honestly. And, <laughs> no, seriously. Well, and th- those people out there, I can guarantee you they won't be disappointed. And, if you're looking for a motivational speaker as well, I mean, I know about your journey, but I mean, that's a, a story in itself. We could do several podcasts on that and in order for you to be successful. So no, I appreciate that a lot because I think, I think right now the goals of the goals of companies and brands haven't changed, but how they reach their desired audience has. And today you need to be creating engaging content and storytelling so I think as an athlete as an influencer I see my role as helping to ignite uh, passion dedication and share my real life experiences that people can relate to and then businesses use that to their benefit through their their marketing campaigns as well so it really is uh, it really creates a a win-win situation because 
I'm, I'm ultimately seeking sponsorship to help me reach my goals, but in doing so, I want to give back and help my supporters so that they reach theirs too. Yeah, yeah. And that's, it's, as you said, it's a win-win situation with regard to that. Before we uh, conclude this, is there, is there a couple of things, I know we had talked earlier um, and you had, had mentioned those, but is there one or two things that you've taken away from the sport, sort of like the lessons that are learned? Is there something that sticks out for you more than something else? Yeah, I, the learnings from this sport happen, gosh, it almost happens daily. And it's amazing where the inspiration comes from. It can be the littlest thing to the biggest thing, and it's not always the highs that give you the biggest lesson. It's actually the usually the lows that give you the biggest lesson. Um, I'd say I have a like a top three learnings. Um, maybe my first one, or my advice somewhat, would be just to find and follow something you love and pursue it to the best of your ability. Because I think I think true true champions aren't always the ones that win. They're, they're the ones that just don't accept defeat. They're the ones that know they may have failed or missed or lost on that day, but you got to keep working at it and moving forward over and over. And they'll, and then eventually success comes because that's what successful people do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say actually, and this is a, I actually have a tattoo, um, which is a quote on my arm and, uh, it is never lose your sense of wonder. And uh, that's actually from a, a country song, a Leanne Wolf song. And uh, to me, it's it's really important to never lose my joy, my humor, my tenacity and fire for the things I love. So I think this quote really reminds me to never lose that sense of wonder, curiosity, creativity, and I guess ultimately kindness at the end of the day. Those are great words. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I guess my, and the last thing I probably would say, eh, one of my biggest learnings really has been to keep, keep your glass full. And I guess when I say that, it reminds me of that quote, um, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And, <laughs> and that is really true. It's taken me, it's taken me a long time to learn that self-love is, is not selfish and it's important to make yourself a priority. And I know that when I'm full of self-love, I make better choices, I attract better uh, relationships and it opens the doors to better opportunities in my life. And if I want to be the best person, best version of myself, I know I need to take care of myself, um, believe, be proud, be confident, uh, be happy, uh, be unaffected by judgment and not hate any of the experiences that have shaped me because how, how I love myself teaches others too as well. So when I'm patient and have compassion and respect for my own journey, I think there's so much growth and uh there's so much to learn in that wow those are that that's great that's inspirational words that's uh <laughs> no it is those are you know as a teacher when you look at uh what you hope that the the children the young adults take away you hope that 
you know, they can take away some of the things that you've just said. I mean, that's that's amazing. Lauren, once again, thanks for taking the time. You know what? It's been a pleasure. Great, great words, great words, information, and tons of takeaways for listeners. And, you know, as I said before, as a teacher, um, you're an inspiration, inspiration to young adults. Now, especially young women. You're a great role model and, you know, your work ethic. And, you know, I, I suppose the most important thing is just the quality of character. So, you know what? All the best to you. Thanks so much for taking this time with us today. Oh, amazing. No, thank you so much for having me, Dave. It's a pleasure speaking with you and being part of being part of your journey too. And uh, it's really cool that we're able to to do this today and have this conversation. It's it's it means a lot for me to be able to share to share the world the words that I want to share. So thank you for allowing me the opportunity. I'm I'm very grateful. Thank you. You take care. You too. Have a great day. You too. So there you have it. I'd like to thank Lauren once again. Great words from a great person. Now, I've got all of uh, Lauren's contact information on our Instagram site. And take it from me. If you're looking to sponsor an amazing athlete or hire a motivational speaker, you can't go wrong with this young woman. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode or any others, you can give us some feedback on Apple Podcasts. Love to hear from you. You can push that subscribe button and you can also follow us on Instagram. You know, your support has been overwhelming and thank you for that. That means a lot to both of us. This is Dave Rizicki with Nathan Rivers. This has been The Heart of Teaching. Wishing you a great day. Please take care, be well, and as always, peace. Smile.